Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the NeoWin podcast. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Carrasqueira. And this week we got a lot of stuff going on because Computex. Yeah, there's tons of stuff this week. How, how, was, how was your week this week? What did you it do? It was. Car <laughs> yet? Well, uh, no, I don't have my car yet. We had, I had some trouble last week. And so I've been using my mom's car, my mom's old car that I have to push for it to start for some reason. It doesn't start ever. Oh, so. God, that's almost worse than being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's better, but still. <laughs> now I get my morning exercise, even if I don't want to. Why don't you just walk? I mean, <laughs> you got a bike or something? Uh, I wish. No, yeah. I, have to, I have to make do. You know what you need? You need a modern car. And a modern <laughs> car requires a modern operating system. So... <laughs> that, that is a great segue. Yes. <laughs> so so uh, Microsoft's announcement at Computex this week Um you know, it, it was what, what they usually do is is they just they have a, a partner showcase event where they they talk about all the other stuff that was announced from various OEMs. And um, when they did their announcement, they did that. And then they just said um, these modern devices require a modern OS. And they they went through a whole list of things that a modern OS is and their vision for a modern OS. And um it, they didn't mention Windows 10 once. <laughs> well, uh, we kind of we kind of knew that Lenovo had into that that, but uh, they also couldn't mention Windows 10 for that for their device, that vulnerable one. So yeah, right, right. So so everyone uh, is afraid of Windows 10 now. Yeah, well, well, I mean, that, I mean, Lenovo said that it's not Windows 10, but it is Windows. We we know we know it's coming. Windows Core OS uh, or um, Lite, which was a version of. Windows Core OS, um, we we know we know it's coming. There's no surprise. So so what they said is they they use the words enablers and delighters, which was ridiculous because delighters isn't even a word. But but uh, <laughs> they they said that um, uh, modern OS is secure by by default, meaning that the operating system and things like apps are separated, and that's not Windows 10 today. Um, they said that that updates are seamless and invisibly done in the background with no interruptions. That is also not Windows 10 today. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I talk about seamless transitions from Wi-Fi to cellular. We kind of have that. Uh, they they use the word multi-sense, uh, talking about multiple methods of input like pen, voice, touch, gaze. Um, they didn't say keyboard. Interesting. Interestingly, um, form factor agility, which obviously is something that we have today with tablets and convertibles and laptops. And uh, obviously there's more coming with the foldable devices and dual screen devices, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, yeah. So that's a lot of stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Is that this is kind of what, what they, what they promised with, with windows 10. Do you remember when they first announced it and they promised seamless updates and, and cause people hate updates. Yeah, they do. I, I never quite, agreed with that but i understand how being interrupted by it can suck it's just that i'm, I'm always updating anyways like i'm always checking for new builds in the inside of the program so it's... that's the thing that's us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, exactly. we're not the same as regular people regular people just want to use their pc um and use the apps that they're that they're 
using, you know, because because most people, when they get an update, they're, they're not using any of the new functionality. They don't care about a cumulative update and feature updates. It's why, why do I care about this? Yeah, that's true. So uh, it's uh, other companies have been making progress in that regard. Android has evolved its update oh. system too. Android's come such a long way. And because now you don't need a long uh, reboot for that. You just reboot once and it just comes right back in and then it finalizes the update then. Exactly. And they're, with Q, they're, they're taking it even further. So they've, they, they say they have these components and you can just update that. It's kind of yeah. weird. I don't, we talked about that in the, when after Google I.O., I think. Right, right. And then, of course, Chrome OS uh, occasionally asks you for a reboot and that takes less than a minute to, to reboot. Um, you know, uh, Intel has the, their Project Athena thing, which is, is a spec for, for modern devices. So if this is the, the modern OS, that's the modern devices. And they're talking about things like waking up in less than a second, which is something that Intel PCs today cannot do. Um, so so I, I when, when they say modern OS, I, I, I took it to mean Windows Core OS as a whole. I know a lot of people took it to, to mean light, but um, Windows Core OS is what we're already seeing from Surface Hub 2X, uh, HoloLens 2, and then of course there's gonna be a, a SKU called Light, which is a version of Windows 10, uh, well, not Windows 10, for... Oh, yeah. yeah for, you can't for, say Windows 10, no. No, you can't say no. Windows 10. I, I, I do wonder what they're gonna call it. They could call it Modern OS, which would be kind of dumb, but, but it seems... It's Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Yeah, it, it was just really weird how they did this, though. They 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 really didn't communicate what they were doing, and and you know they they were supposed to announce it at build, but they didn't. Um, I was told by more than one person that that they were going to announce at least Windows Core OS at build, and uh, because you know they have they have a um, Hololens two is a shipping product. If it's not shipping, it's shipping soon. Um, and that, that's using this new operating system. You could run the emulator right now and check it out. And they haven't announced it. If you ask them about Windows Core OS, they'll say, I don't know what that is. It's so weird. The, the Microsoft's communication in general is just garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, that's job security. It's <laughs> Exactly. I don't know. I mean... It was just it was it was so weird how they did this. If if they're talking about, I obviously they're not making promises that this is what Windows Core OS is going to be. It it's it was phrased more that this is their vision uh, for what it should be, and I think that makes sense. I just uh, I wish they would just come out and say what they're trying to say. Yeah, it's it's just terrible, and we have Lenovo also. Announcing these new PCs and stuff that right. went on, and, and the the software obviously Lenovo is going to say what they're allowed to say. They're they're not going to say, hey, it, it runs Light OS when when Microsoft has not announced it yet. Yeah, of course. I, I just don't get why they're taking so long. And if they don't want to reveal it yet, then just don't talk about it. Why do they have to do this <laughs> half? If they have these half reveals for everything. That's what's so wild, though, because like they were they were supposed to reveal this at at build, and it's almost like something went wrong. It got pulled from the deck at the last minute, and I know I know for a fact that that something changed before build, um, and it wasn't long before build. 
And we talked about this too, how people kind of got the call. Don't expect to hear about lighted build and, and um, something changed. And then, and then they had to have something for Computex. And so they kind of came up with this half-assed message that they, that they put in there. All of their messages are like that. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible at this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, speaking of bad messaging, we have Windows 10 Home Ultra as well. Speaking of new versions of Windows, Windows 10 <laughs> Home Ultra. So Dell announced the XPS 13 2-in-1, which we will talk more about because it has Intel's 10th gen processors. And um, in the spec sheet, I noticed that it comes with a choice of Windows 10 Home or Windows 10 Home Ultra. So, what is Windows 10 Home Ultra? That is a fantastic <laughs> question. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's, you know, th this kind of stuff has been floating around for about a year. Um, Therat had uh, it had the story about Windows 10 Home Advanced a while ago. So, so this stuff keeps popping up. Microsoft did give us a statement, which was also really weird. Because they actually said there is no new version of Windows called Windows 10 Home Ultra. And they never what? do that. They never do that. <laughs> what the heck? That is the and weirdest I, response. It, no, well, well the, it was a clear response. And, that's and, true. That's and, why it's but, weird. It's that, ex, that's exactly <laughs> why it's weird, though. And I was talking to somebody about it, and, and I said that that if, if this was just nothing... Um, they would have said we don't comment on rumors because that's that's how PR operates. They they don't comment on rumors, and um, the fact that they said this is this is not a thing is almost more suspicious than if they they said no comment. It's, yeah, that, yeah, it, it is. It's Microsoft's so strange. With it. I, I bet it's like a play on words. Like it's not a new version. It's a new something something. Just like using be, the word version. It, Right, it could be called something different. It could be called Windows 10 Home Advanced. Um, could be called Windows 10 Home Ultimate, like Vista. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, it could be it could be anything. I just um, I think I think that the product makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, pa Paul Thurot was talking on Windows Weekly about how how Windows 10 Home and Pro. Uh, it's not that one is better than the other. They they're aimed at two separate markets. And I don't agree with that because there are parts of Pro, um, like th there there are things like like uh, joining domains and and uh, all kinds of stuff, group policies where um, you know no no consumer has any need for that kind of stuff. But there are also things where where you do, such as uh, Hyper-V is is my biggest one, but also BitLocker and stuff like that. So. You could spend three thousand dollars on a gaming PC with an octa-core um, uh, ninth-gen CPU with sixteen threads and an RTX twenty-eighty graphics, and you still got to pay an extra hundred bucks to to run Hyper-V. To if you want to use an emulator for Visual Studio, it's still an extra hundred bucks because you have to upgrade to Pro. No, that's a, that's a valid point. Uh, I I actually was more on the. The other Windows Spectrum, whereas I feel like we're getting too many SKUs for Windows 10. Oh, absolutely. That's it. That's because <laughs> Windows 10 was supposed to be this, it was supposed to change everything. We went from like 
seven or eight schools in Windows 8, and we just reduced it to <laughs> just a few. Windows there was 10, supposed now... to be just one. There was supposed <laughs> to be one Windows 10. Do you remember those days? You know, speaking of talking about the things that they promised when they first announced Windows 10, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I remember. I I was around for that, but I don't remember everything. But they basically had... promised everything. <laughs> they promised <laughs> Windows 10, seamless updates. It was going to be the perfect operating system, and it's it's basically what Windows Core OS is now. <laughs> Uh, they 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 promised um, one OS for different screen sizes. I I was I was shocked the day I learned that that Windows 10 Mobile is not the same as Windows 10, which was obviously very early on. But yeah, that was yeah. kind of disappointing. We had they tried. They, tried. they they did try, but I guess it it took too much work to get it out uh, in 2015. But um. Yeah, we had seven SKUs in the beginning. It was uh, Home Pro, Enterprise Education, um, Mobile, IoT, and one more. I can't think of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know there were seven. I don't think it was Xbox, but it might might be Xbox because obviously was Xbox is the version of Windows 10. Uh, hmm? Wasn't it the one for the Surface Hub or something? The Windows 10, uh, what is it? Time. Teams? No. Yeah, Windows no. 10 Team is what it's called. There, there was. It might have been IO. It might have been Mobile Enterprise was the seventh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because that, yeah, that was the thing. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. There's too many SKUs. I'm, I'm of the belief that that there should just be one version of Windows 10, at least for PCs, and um, or at least for consumers, where you can just add on components. I just think it's it's insane though that that you can spend so much on a PC and and you can't because gaming PCs aren't just for gamers. You know what I mean? That it's it's you need that kind of GPU power. Um, you might be using it to edit video. You might be using it for software development, and and you really should have the tools that you need for these things. Yeah, that. I, but I thought laptops at that point. I mean, always came with Windows 10 Pro. I don't <laughs> think they do not. Oh. <laughs> if you get something with a lot of power like that. And you want Windows 10 Pro out of the box, you get like a mobile workstation. You know, all of Lenovo's ThinkPads come with Windows 10 Pro, uh, but pretty much all gaming PCs uh, come with Windows 10 Home right up to the top of the lineup. Oh, that's kind of sad. It's really <laughs> sad. It's, and it, it's, it's just, it seems like a broken system. Um, you know, and I understand not shipping Pro because Pro has a lot of features that, that those people still don't need, but it, there are also features that you do need, like Hyper-V. Yeah, Hyper-V would be super nice. And Windows Sandbox, I talked about how much I would have liked to have access to that now that it's out of 1903, and I can't because I have Windows 10 Home. Yeah, Windows Sandbox is another one. You should because sign that's... up for Project Olympia, though. <laughs> do you know about it's... Project Olympia? Uh, Olympia, I remember the name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the... Um, the um, Enterprise. It's, it's pretty much Windows Insider program for business, and they give you. Uh, oh. Yeah, they give you a business account, and um, you pretty much get to use Windows Ten Enterprise. Oh, that's interesting. So you, you yeah, <laughs> you'd get you'd get Windows Sandbox. Is my point. Um, oh, that that's one way to do it. <laughs> There's too much struggle for that feature. Yeah, I think it should just ahead. be part of Windows Ten Home. It, it shouldn't need a new SKU for that. That's that's my opinion. You know, just right. Right. I, yeah, they really, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, at the, at the same time, that there's some Windows 10 Home PCs that that I mean, I understand wanting more money for more features. I understand Microsoft want, wanting to upsell, um, I, and if you're not going to give Windows 10 Pro to a gaming PC that costs three thousand um, dollars, you don't. It doesn't make any sense to give that PC the same operating system as a two hundred and fifty dollar Intel Celeron um, netbook. We'll say, even though the word netbook isn't really used anymore. Yeah, that's very two thousand what nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still netbooks. They just don't call them that anymore, right? <laughs> I think it was only only about a year and a half ago. I, I reviewed this eleven inch convertible. Um, had like two gigs of RAM, and I I mean I couldn't use it. But these things exist, is my point. And 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 why why would that PC get the same software as a very high end PC? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess the whole mantra could make sense. I just, I'm just afraid that it creates more confusion. That's right, right. I, I understand. I, you know, maybe they maybe they upsell features instead of different SKUs. But you're right. We we don't need so many SKUs. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Microsoft in general. Hey, well, while we're on the Dell XPS 13 2 and one because. The next next story is Intel announces the 10th gen 10 nanometer Ice Lake CPUs. Um, so Intel announced this at Computex, and um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> We're skipping over 9th gen, which is something everyone seems to do. Microsoft did it with Windows, Apple did it with the iPhone. Yeah. And how Intel is doing it. So it's so weird. It's 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 particularly weird because they they did come out with two generations of eighth gen processors, which was KB Lake R and and uh, Whiskey Lake. So now they just did two eighth gens and then a tenth gen. Um, so for those, by the way, for those that don't, know, they do have ninth gen CPUs. They're, they're just H series and desktop and probably a couple others. But as far as ultrabook processors go. They're going right to 10th gen for some reason. Probably because it's 10 nanometers. Yeah, that, I, mean, I guess it's just to align that. It's just going to have to be cute. So, uh, so, <laughs> so these things, uh, all, all Intel said was that they have a uh, 4.1 gigahertz max turbo frequency in the CPU, one, up to 1.1 gigahertz graphics. Uh, gen 11 graphics, they're, they're all Iris Plus, and... Um, they said the graphics have double the performance of the previous generation, and Thunderbolt three is built into the SOC, and that, it has that's really good news for people. That is good news. They promised this so long ago. I I am I have never I don't think I've ever owned a, a device with the my laptop. I don't know if my laptop has Thunderbolt three actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean it's it's good to have. Uh, I'd say mostly for for docking. I, I mean, it also, if you're the type that wants to, yeah, because you could use one Thunderbolt three port to to plug in two 4K displays or one 5K displays. Um, there's a lot there. I can't say that I ever make the most of it, but you know, if you do four, 40 gigabits per second data transfer, um, it's just nice would, that they're finally building it into the chip. Is all. Yeah, that is that is very nice. And also, Wi-Fi six is also built in, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, but they they had that for Whiskey Lake. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but they're, I guess, 
calling it out again. So the, the reason that we're still on the Dell XPS 13 2 and one though, is because while that's all that Intel said, Dell's spec sheet once again let out some more details. <laughs> yeah, there are. Dell is not very good at keeping secrets. Like, and I see. It's interesting. I, I um, I I got in touch with with Intel. I had a Computex to talk about these chips, and uh, that I I told them because HP's announcements they just said next gen CPUs, and um. Dell's announcements. I, I went to Dell's briefing. There's a big sign that says 10th generation Intel processors. And um, I guess that they did this stuff in partnership with Intel. So so they, they had, I think, more information than its competitors had. So they they um, listed three CPU SKUs, which is the uh, Core i3-1005G1, uh, 8 megabyte cache up to 3.4 gigahertz, uh, quad core i5 1035 g1 six megabyte cache up to 3.7 gigahertz uh, core i7 1065 g7 uh, up to 3.9 gigahertz so um and they also said that the tdp for the new cpus is 15 watts so none of this stuff was announced by or uh someone told me that intel said that that they'll have nine watt 15 watt and 28 watt cpus but um Intel wouldn't tell me any of this. <laughs> so <laughs> of course they <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I mean 15 watt, that's that's the successor to the U series, which is what we've always seen in ultrabooks and convertibles. Uh, but it looks like if these SKUs are accurate, they're not calling it U anymore. They they're using G1 and G7. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Why is it's the it's G1 for both the i3 and the i5, but then the i7 is G7. Yeah, usually the cache gets larger as you get towards the yeah. stuff. I was about to mention that too. Why? What's up with that? Yeah, it's 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 strange. And um, you know, and when I wrote up the the XPS thirteen two and one, I I just said this is what's in the spec sheet because who knows? You know, the same thing with with Windows ten Home Ultra. This stuff showed up in a spec sheet. I was surprised that Home Ultra even got the attention that it did because it's just spec sheets don't always come to life in the way they're written. So I, Intel's going to have more information on, on on these chips as time goes on because these chips aren't coming until holiday season. Yeah, so we still have some time to wait. I, I wish Intel would have taken the opportunity to simplify their naming schemes for this stuff. I, I don't think it's any easier than, than it was before. Um, I, th I, 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 I'm very familiar with Intel's naming schemes these days because mainly because I write about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, they they do they do have a page um where they define all this stuff. It's just the eighth gen was very confusing because the eighth gen eighth gen was what it was KB Lake R. Um there was Coffee Lake, Whiskey Lake, Amber Lake. Um there might have even been more than that, but I think that's it. Which is just weird. It's yeah, it's too much. You know, seventh yeah. gen was just KB Lake, sixth gen was Sky Lake. It was very simple, and then then eighth gen they just started throwing everything in there, probably because they had Ice Lake coming. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. <laughs> I've I've always had a hard time keeping up with Intel's names. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, U series is the the fifteen watt chip that we see in ultrabooks and convertibles. Uh, yeah, Y series, uh, what? 
It's like mine. I, I'm starting to catch on a little bit now. So mine yeah, yeah. is U series too. U series is common. Uh, it's it's it stands for I believe um, uh, ultra low power, and uh, um, and then, then Y series is extremely low power. That's that's for fanless devices. It's uh, it was five watts with Amber Lake, and then the previous generation was four point five watts. They're not very good. And then oh, I, uh, thought it was, I thought it was a seven point five. Okay. No, um, but, uh, Apple's MacBook Air had a special Y-series processor that was 7 watts, but oh, okay. uh, the, the regular ones that everyone else is using is 5 watts. And then, uh, yeah, and then you got 8-series, that's the 45-watt SKU that's in gaming laptops and such. It's high-power graphics or something. Um, and then you got the desktop chips, that's 65-watt, uh, 95-watt for the, the unlocked K-series. Yeah, okay. it's very so, simple. I don't know why you don't get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Uh, in, Nvidia announced the Quadro RTX GPUs for mobile. Finally, you you were waiting for this though. Now you can finally review <laughs> these. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was just very it was very strange reviewing laptop uh, mobile workstation laptops and because they still had. Quadro graphics, and it was just we don't always know what's coming with the next generation of of CPUs or GPUs. You know, with like a year and a half ago, if you reviewed a gaming laptop with a GTX 1080, like this is great. You know, the next generation of graphics will probably be better, faster, whatever. We didn't know ray tracing and uh, DLSS was what they were planning and all that. Um, but yeah, when but I now you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so when I reviewed the ThinkPad P72. Um, it's like, okay, uh, Quadro, I mean, uh, GeForce RTX is out for desktops and lap laptops. Um, Quadro RTX is out for desktop workstations. So clearly, um, there's a big jump coming, and this is a $7,000 laptop, so you <laughs> want to wait before spending that money. Yeah, it's pretty weird if, uh, computer makers to release stuff with those cards knowing that the new ones are so close by. But I guess they were releasing that to have new Intel processors, probably. So yeah, yeah. They just had to be that forever release cycle from both right. sides. And, and then they'll, they'll refresh for the, the Quadro RTX, and then they'll refresh for the next Intel processors. But um, it, it was just a, a tricky thing to review, knowing what, what kind of performance jump is coming. So uh, RTX 3000, 4000, and 5000 with... 6 gigabyte, 8 gigabyte, and 16 gigabyte GDR6. Uh, um, oh, well, this... uh, they, they announced some, some lower end um, GPU, the, the non RTX ones, which is T2000, T1000, P520, and P620. So, yeah, those have GDDR5. M more confusing names. Oh, what? Yeah. What's the difference between P and T? I'm not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> um, it, it's also, um, you know, like with, with uh, GeForce, they, they they did the RTX 2060, 2070, and 2080, and then you have the GTX uh, 1650 and 1660. Like, where do they even come up with these numbers? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. What's, I, I don't get it. Just... Yeah. Tech, tech companies are so bad at names. Like, almost <laughs> almost are... all of them. <laughs> You have to wonder um, how how much this uh, affects 
um, consumers. You know, does the consumer that that buys a laptop really know that like they, they don't know the difference between U series and A series and Y series? They just see Core i5. Um, do they know? I mean, I guess I guess I guess someone who's buying a gaming laptop knows the difference between GTX and RTX. Yeah, if you're into gaming, you have some knowledge, but yeah, the, yeah, no, no one's gonna know what any of this means. So yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't like. Do, does the 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 poor naming schemes really affect it? Like, because it's up to us to to sort it out, and I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe we're just weird. I don't know. Maybe normal people don't care, yeah. and they're just picky. Right, let's move on to Qualcomm. Which oh, uh, no, that's, awesome that's exciting. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, the first five G uh, NPC uh, for next year, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, well, yeah, sort of. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's it's just called Project Limitless right now. Looks exactly like uh, uh, Yoga C six thirty from the images shown. Um, it's got the speakers on the sides of the keyboard, but the 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 big story is that it has the Snapdragon 8CX 5G platform. Uh, and we still haven't even seen 8CX without 5G in the real world, so that's... Yeah, they, they, they promised late 2019 for that, and they're, they're still on track. Those should be announced at IFA in August, and um, they should be... They're hopefully shipping in time for back to school. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. So the the HCX is supposed to to compete with an Intel Core i5 U series or whatever the hell they're calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so that that's going to be cool to see. I I just hope that I hope that by the time these things ship, that that Edge uh, Chromium Credge Credgium Edge <laughs> is 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 shipping by then because uh, you know browsers browsers emulated browsers are never going to be very good. On, on these machines, they need native browsers. But the but in their comparison videos, you have another post about that. They were running an emulated Firefox, and it's still faster than the Intel one. Wait, I believe it Firefox. Emulated Firefox because Firefox I, is native now. Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought I read somewhere that it is actually an emulated version of it, but I guess not because it's a developer version, so it's probably already. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they were. They were showing me, um, they were showing me native Chromium and native Firefox back in like October or November. Um, I have to think that that Chromium's coming along, but um, and you still can't get a, a native build of Chromium for for ARM. the The issue with browsers is that it's it's generating code as as you're running it, so it they can't cache the the code um, and to emulate. So so. Regular apps tend to be fine through emulation, but but browsers are not. Yeah, so that's a tricky one. Hopefully, the I I would assume so that the, that would be ready because this is a big bet on their part. So they, yeah, they, they they would want it to be ready. Yeah, I, I well, I mean they, <laughs> they 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 announced Chromium in December at the same event where they announced the the HCX. So um. Hopefully they're they're working closely with these guys for that. So the the Lenovo Project Limitless, uh, the it's got the Snapdragon X fifty five five G modem. Um, they said so. 
With the X55, you don't need another 4G LTE modem. Like with the X50 5G devices that we have today, they also have a, a X24 LTE modem. X55 just does both. So um, download speeds for 2.5 gigabit per second LTE, and I think it's 6 gigabit per second 5G. So it should be pretty cool. Hopefully 5G rolls out by then. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we're still waiting. I mean, it, technically it's available in some places, but I don't see it going yeah. very far right now. Yeah, right now in the U.S., Verizon's got it in Chicago and Minneapolis. Uh, Sprint just announced it for, I think, four cities like Atlanta, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Kansas City. So um, hopefully they move quickly. I just want it where I live. <laughs> exactly. That's what we all want. Yeah. That's the problem. It can make everyone happy. Yeah, I might but, end, actually end up going to Chicago to check it out. Yeah, what else sucks about it is that, is that it's only millimeter wave right now, right? It's, they're not really... Uh, do they have any Sprint. other spectrum? Oh, do they uh, have other spectrums? Well, no, Sprint, Sprint's only doing one, but they're doing sub-six. It's uh, Oh. Yeah, they, they, they announced it this week. So what's cool about that is that, that um, you'll actually get 5G indoors. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, it, if it's just millimeter wave, then even where it is available, it, it's not really available for, unless you're outside. Right, right. And and you, you need a clear line of sight. Exactly. So, so Snapdragon 8CX. Oh, by the way, um, one other thing they told me, because um, I asked them if, if the 8CX is still coming. They, they said they said still back to school, but they also said that that there should be a 5G PC by December, even though Lenovo's is still coming in 2020. So while this is the first one announced, it doesn't seem like it's going to be the first one to ship. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just hope we, we get a wide range of ARM devices uh, this year because we, we really, have it. Yeah, I really hope so too. It, to me, maybe I'm just weird. It's one of the most exciting things in you know traditional computing we've had in a long time. Yeah, well, what's exciting about it to you? Tell me. I just, just the idea, well, almost everything. The first, uh, the integrated cellular connectivity is very nice. So yeah. in, with Intel processors, that comes at a, a cost usually because it's not I included. <laughs> yeah. I want everything that I, that I, I want everything with a CPU that I have to just automatically connect to the internet all the time. It's 2019. Why is that so hard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's um, time. It's about time. And then you know, yeah. it's, even the fifteen watt design, I think, is fanless, right? This this one, the ATX, is still fanless, which we don't get in fifteen watt ch chips from Intel. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, there, so there are a couple uh, fanless laptops that have U series processors. Um, uh, the Surface Pro Five was one of them with the if you got the Core i five model. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I think uh, Huawei pulled it off once too. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But I mean, but they I, I, brought them a lot. And well, one thing that's great about these PCs is that is that um, you know, we talked about about Project Athena and and Intel PCs being able to wake in a second. You actually get that with, with Snapdragon. Yeah, there's it's, yeah, there's that too. I was gonna mention it's 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 a there's a lot of advantages to it. It's just yeah. more practical. They're you don't, you don't see the the advantage of instant wake until you have it. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've I've tried to wake up a laptop, and then the screen is just blank for maybe five seconds, 
and then I go to press the power button again because I think it didn't take or something. And then and then right before I press the button, the screen comes on, and then I actually turn it off, and then I have to go through it all over <laughs> again. It's very frustrating. Yeah, and, and you see it like that five seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're just staring at it and waiting for it, it's an eternity. Yeah, what I'm what I'm most excited about though is just it's Windows on a new architecture. We haven't seen that in decades. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, yeah, it's just just the concept by itself is very exciting. That's yeah, yeah, and 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 I want to see it work. I want to see Intel get some real competition. Um, you know the pro the problem with Edge with we talked about Chromium um, running native on ARM. Obviously, Microsoft wants this to happen, but at the same time, how many people own Snapdragon PCs right now? It's very, very few. Very few. Yeah, yeah. There are not even that many owned in the first place, and the ones yeah. that are there are terrible. There are six that exist. It's there were three Snapdragon eight thirty five PCs, and now there are three Snapdragon eight fifty PCs, and uh, well, plus the Hololens too, and. Um, yeah, the, 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 I don't know. The, the, the Snapdragon 850 is not, not terrible. It's better if you have a native browser. But who bought these things? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where they're available. I remember we talked about this, and I looked it up in European websites all over, in a few countries in Europe, not just Portugal. And they just don't seem to exist anywhere. I think the UK may have had them. But aside from that, Germany, France, I couldn't find any... ARM PCs anywhere. That's interesting. Yeah, it just it saddens me. I and I just hope we start seeing a lot more of them because, you know, if we if we don't see a wide range of devices, the, it's never gonna take off. It, yeah, it's never gonna matter that way. It's also like Dell hasn't done one at all. We've seen HP, Lenovo, uh, Asus, and Huawei did one. And, Which and Samsung, right? The Galaxy oh, and Samsung. Two. Samsung has one too. Yeah. Which Samsung's is beautiful because they use the uh, Super AMOLED display on the tablet. It's, I just wish they used eight gigs of RAM, but it's a stunning device. All it needs know. is a native browser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because because you don't live in a real place. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Portugal, man. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we will see because you know, Computex is. I mean, uh, IFA is at the end of August. So hopefully we'll see a bunch. Um, I really hope it's not just one device or two devices. Um, hopefully it takes off. Yeah, and I hope we see more 850 devices for lower prices too, because I think that's an important segment as well. Yeah, it? yeah, and they, they did promise that. They, they promised that it's, it's going to continue to be produced in the mid-range. Uh, Huawei just came out with a, the, a new MateBook E with a Snapdragon 850 a couple months ago. So, you know, that's happening. Although you can only buy it in China, as far as I know, and <laughs> probably as long, only as long as they have stock. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, at this point, it's, it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Hopefully that gets resolved soon. We talked a whole lot about that last week. Um, but yeah, 850 devices will be really nice because... You know they they need the the ecosystem. They can't just sell premium, so yeah, exactly. I yeah. I, I probably wouldn't buy an, an ECX one because I don't have money for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was, I would love to try an eight fifty one. I don't buy laptops at all. Do you know why? 
<laughs> because you know it's it's a tough decision for me because because anytime I want something for myself, I have to weigh the cost versus how much I'll actually be able to use it. So <laughs> if I if say if if I buy a laptop right now, um, I'd probably spend about twenty five hundred dollars getting the parts that I want. And then I'd never be able to use it because I always have a device that I'm reviewing. So yeah. there's no way uh, spending money. Yeah, that's that's kind of a I mean it's it's hard to say that it's a psyche situation because no, 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 I had to play but, with yeah. all the latest gadgets. Exactly. But it, yeah, I understand your dilemma there. Yeah. So you got a whole bunch of hardware at uh sure. at Computex. Um Dell announced a new XPS 15 as well. It's got 910 processors and an OLED screen. Uh, Alienware M15 and M17. These things are pretty cool. Did you look at these? Uh, I'm looking at them right now. The, uh, you mean the Alienware? Yeah, yeah. They, though they, they had the Area 51M um, a while back, and that thing actually has desktop processor in it. It has a, a desktop uh and yes. it's still yes. yeah. So so it's it's a beast. So so they, they had to to do some innovative things with cooling on that machine um to get it to work. And what they realized was that they've done all these things to get a desktop processor to work. What if they do that same cooling design on a regular machine with, with a 45 watt eight series processor? So you get a big boost in performance from that. Yeah, that's wow. been pretty interesting. And um, MSI also announced laptops. Now that's true, I'm looking at this right now. And I remember that MSI also announced laptops, and it seems kind of the same. They also have the, that one now with GPU parts that overclock yeah. yeah. I was also fascinated by that one because the, the whole bottom of the laptop is a grill. It just doesn't have any yeah. solid part. <laughs> so airflow there must be pretty, pretty nice. Wow. Right. Dell also had some some new Inspirons, uh, some new precision workstations with the Quadro RTX graphics that we discussed. We have some wood laptops from HP because why not? I I actually love the look of wood. Maybe I'm weird. I, it I does. It looks, looks awesome. Yeah, and HP has been doing this a lot. They had the the leather one, and now they have wood, right. and it's pretty. It looks awesome. I I I don't even like HP that much. But the the laptops don't don't look really cool. Yeah, I I, I think it's a I, I like that, that that HP cares about design. Um, you know, like the new Spectre X three sixty is probably the most beautiful PC on the market. Spectre Folio is is um leather, and so, exactly. so you know it's something a little different. Now we have wood, and um, really breaking away from that. MacBook clone that that PC makers kind of love to do, um, so something original and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, even the even the trackpad is that wood texture. That's yeah. I don't know. Is it actually wood? Is it the the trackpad? Because would a wood trackpad work? Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great question. I mean, if plastic works. Is plastic yeah. more more conductive than wood? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think wood is very conductive. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, the, these things are coming out in the fall. They're also using tenth gen Ice Lake processors. 
Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll find out more. Hopefully I'll get one to review because obviously I want one because it's wood, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, HBO also announced some new Elite books, which uh, that's pretty exciting because Elite books are awesome. Um, uh, I, reviewed, I reviewed the 1040. I said it, it might be the best convertible on the market. It's It's just incredible. So, I'm I'm not familiar with them. I have to be honest. These are our commercial. The Elite is the commercial brand for HP. It's um, so Elite books are laptops, and 1030 is 13 inch, 1040 is 14 inch, 1050 is 15 inch, etc. Um, X360 means convertible. Obviously, it's very. You, you know, it, it for confusing branding. At least it's consistent. Um, That's and, yeah. A thousand of uh, the thousand series is the the premium lineup. Eight hundred series is mainstream. So um, they announced new uh, uh, ten thirty and ten forty convertibles, and um, the things that are new, uh, not that much. Uh, they they have SureView Gen three. SureView is is HP's privacy display where you basically press a button on the keyboard and then you can't see, like people won't be able to look over your shoulder and see what you're working on. And um, one thing that disappointed me is that that Gen 3 was supposed to support 4K displays and um, they didn't announce a 4K SureView SKU with this. So that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, um, SureView is a great feature. Um, if you write embargoed articles, <laughs> oh yeah. <that's... laughs> so, so, so the the idea that people can't look over your shoulder and see what you're doing, and so um, they announced Gen three at CES. And one thing that's really different about it is that instead of the screen looking white if you're looking from an angle, it now looks dark. And uh, they all they also announced that that it would finally support 4K displays, so you wouldn't have to choose between a high resolution and this privacy feature but um i guess it's not there yet um also whiskey lake v pro cpus um that's another thing that's new because the last gen was kb lake r v pro because uh intel only announced these cpus in april um gigabit 4g lte optional uh wi-fi 6 and um they have the premium collaboration keyboard which is one of the best uh keyboards on the market um it's the first it's the first keyboard i've ever used that that i would say competes with lenovo's thinkpads it's incredible i'm i'm not good at evaluating keyboards i don't use enough pcs too yeah well that's the thing when when you when you write enough reviews keyboards are pretty much the only thing that matters <laughs> because you type for a living you know so so when you start using bad keyboards, you start to really appreciate the good ones. Um, so yeah, they also had some Z books, uh, which is the workstations, and of course Quadro RTX graphics. And we also we also had some dual screen laptops, which are pretty interesting. I I'll thought, be go ahead. I thought they were interesting. <laughs> I don't know because. Yeah. You're the, the one of us that understands more about productivity. I just think it looks pretty cool. It I'm does. Little, I'm a little worried that it's not useful, but it could be. I, 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 see, I could see how, it's, how it could be useful. You know, lo looking at some of the screenshots on the Asus, um, I, I, I like 
some of the features that they're promoting. Um, like be like, it's almost like a huge, huge uh, touch bar like Apple has. Yeah, yeah it's could, a glorified touch bar. Yeah, but but you, it seems like you do a little more um, because yeah. you know th that guy's scrubbing through. Uh, what is that? A video that he's yeah, editing it looks or something like, like that. He's editing or something. Yeah. Or um, or maybe some kind of other modeling software. But but he's he's scrubbing through it um, on a, a screen that's above the keyboard rather than having that take up valuable screen real estate so that that could be useful yeah i can, I can see that I, I don't know much myself but it, it, it just looks like it could be useful yeah yeah um remember hp had the the a new omen with a dual screen it had like a six inch panel above the, the keyboard and it was basically just the second screen so um you know the, these things obviously they have to come to market they, they kind of have to prove their value like anything else so um That'll be interesting. Um, I think uh, apps are going to have to support it, obviously. So if they're, hopefully they could get Adobe on board. And um, Yeah, for, for stuff like that, for the scrubbing, I think they have to design for for this. But yeah. it's also just a yeah. second screen. It, it, it acts like a secondary display for Windows 10. So you can just drag Windows to it if you want. Yeah. Yeah, so. I wonder... Um, you know, I see one guy has got a chat app open on, on the right side of it. That, that could be useful. I mean, uh, so it's, like, I can only speak from my personal experience, my personal workflow. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to have that screen down there and put, um, you know, Skype and Slack down there. You know? Yeah, that, that, that's one possibility, yeah. yeah. Uh, an, an, ex an example I saw a reference is like you're writing a text on the on the big screen or and you're looking at the small screen for reference like you have a source or a, a guide or something on yeah. on one screen and you're writing on the yeah, other stuff which like is that. pretty much what I use a second monitor for now I mean I have my my main monitor and then and then to the left I have uh, OneNote Skype Slack um, just basically stuff I might have to refer to exactly so, so this is one of those for a yeah. laptop, yeah, yeah, and it, that's still 4K. It's pretty crazy that they're putting a yeah. 4K screen. Yeah. There. All right, let's talk about Xbox Game Pass. We're wrapping it up with with the uh, the big one. Um, <laughs> Xbox Game Pass is the, the, all right. The simple stuff is that they're they announced that that Xbox Game Pass is coming to Windows 10 um, with a, a new PC SKU. So not much is known how much it'll cost for Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um, some people are now speculating that, that it's going to be included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but they have a bunch of partners on board, which will be nice. Because I mean, you, you could already play a bunch of Game Pass games on PC, like um, uh, Forza Horizon 4, um, Cuphead, Gears of War 4, anything that's Xbox Play Anywhere. Um and supports Game Pass is already available on PC. So hopefully we get a cool, a bunch of cool new PC games. And then yeah, we got. I, go, go I, was actually, I was actually under the impression that Xbox Game Pass already worked on the PC because you know stuff like Forza Horizon and all that right. already worked. So I thought it was already universal. Well, I, I think this is about about creating a, a separate library of of PC games, uh, for Game Pass because, I mean, it, it's. There's, there's a lot of titles on PC. Games. What? Yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of titles on PC that are not Xbox Play Anywhere or that they may not even right. be on Xbox anyways. Right. So they'll have more more on this at E3. 
the more interesting thing is that they're bringing Win32 games into the Microsoft Store. And um, so um, good, Tom Warren from The Verge wrote a, wrote a piece about how <laughs> UWP is dead. And um, it's the latest. I, I tweeted out that, that UWP is dead as the new Windows phone is dead. Meaning it's, it's the thing where, where every week there's, there's just another article about why we, UWP is dead. But, and then um, there's always people defending it. Yes, <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that kind of kind of. Okay. Here's here's the thing, though. I mean, I mean, I I've noticed for at least a year now because I, I go to Microsoft Build every year, which is their developer conference, and, and their focus has definitely changed in in what they've been talking about. They used to, it used to be, here's what's new with UWP, UWP, developing UWP. Here's how you can convert your Win32 app to UWP. And they don't talk like that anymore. It's, it's, it eventually so, turned into how you can. Um, it's just Windows apps now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the thing we talked about after build, but um, yeah, that, that was the last UWP is dead uh, <laughs> thing. But yeah, it, I they don't talk it. about UWP anymore. They they really don't. They, they talk about XAML Islands and, and bringing UWP features to Win32 apps. But, you know, Win32 came to Windows Mixed Reality um, a few months ago. And it's um, – I, I don't see – it seems like like you, the, the promise of UWP was, was one app for, for all Windows devices. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and now it seems like they're just doing that with Win32 instead. In a way, yes, if Win32 is now on, on uh, Mixed Reality, so that there's that. It's on Mixed Reality, yeah. And I mean, uh, Win32 apps have been coming to the store ever since they announced Windows 10. That's That never changed. They, uh, they called it Project Centennial. Um, they, they promised it in one of the first Windows 10 events, although it didn't ship till the anniversary update in 2016. But... Um, I don't know. Tell me why UWP is alive. Well, okay, so that's. I think it's a hard argument to make because I obviously the dream, the way Microsoft envisioned it, is gone. And that's the the way they wanted it to be is is not the way they want it to be anymore. And I agree. In that, in that sense, it's it's that their investment, the way they were going about it, that's all different now. They don't care about it the same way. Right. But I saw the discussion that spawned from your tweets and, and Brad Sams also had tweets about that and people were discussing that a lot. You know, you, you could say we, UWP is dead just as much, almost as much as you could say Winter A2 is dead if you're bringing and if you're implementing UWP features in Winter A2 apps that displace previous Win, Winter A2 features. You're just, you're kind of bringing them together and, you know, it's, it's stuff that used to be UWP. It's not the UWP anymore, but right. in my eyes, it's still UWP because that's where it was born. And this, so it just reminds me of the Windows 10 is uh, the Windows Phone is dead discussion so much. Like the <laughs> writing was on the wall for for Windows Phone since like early 2015. I I would say <laughs> you know they, remember they announced the Lumia 830 um, in late 2014 at IFA. And they called it an affordable flagship. 
And in early 2015, I remember seeing people walking around with that thing as if it was a flagship phone because there was no new actual flagship and thinking there's something wrong here. And we clung to this belief that, that no, Microsoft has a plan. Don't worry. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and then Windows 10. Oh, but window, when Windows 10 comes, they're going to have a real flagship. And then, and then Windows 10 came and they did the these kind of crappy... Um, I'm just going to say crappy. Uh, Lumia 950 and not bland would probably be the better word. And then, and then they said there's more features coming. It's like, okay, there's going to be third-party devices. HP's got this super phone. And then that came. It wasn't very good. And then there were no new more no more phones. And then we got feature two. And don't worry, but after feature two, they're going to bring back Redstone 4. Uh-huh. Like, you know, remember how long we clung to this? And, and it's like the writing is kind of on the wall for UWP in the same way. And the fact that that Microsoft never communicated with us um, with Windows Phone is one of those reasons why we're going to speculate that it's dead uh, either way, even as, as much as Microsoft tells us, no, 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 it's alive and well, because they did the same thing already. Yeah, we can't trust them. That's true. So. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. And and when you, when you have a company that, that doesn't communicate well and, and things... I guess things things did change with, with Windows 10 Mobile over time, but um, they don't communicate well, uh, and they have this history of telling you, no, no, nothing to see here. When there's totally something to see there, um, people are gonna gonna speculate these kinds of things. Yeah, that's true, and they're probably right. In I I, I feel like yeah, you like I said, the dream the way it was is dead. That's for sure. That's Clearly not what they're trying to do anymore. Yeah, the dream was a weird one. But <laughs> yeah, instead, it was a weird true. one. I, I remember thinking to myself, because I remember when Windows 10 launched, I remember this vividly, because I, I remember they had a launch party in New York City. And I remember this guy telling me that that we're going to be on a billion devices and, and even Google won't be able to ignore us anymore. Because remember at the time, the big thing was that Google apps weren't on Windows phones. And, and and I remember thinking to myself like this guy's crazy. Um, that there's no way that's that's realistic. Even if even if Windows 10 is on a billion devices, which was the plan at the time, um, there there's there's no way that it's just going to mean Google's going to make apps because people use browsers on PCs and there and most people are fine going to gmail.com. So, um, I always thought that UWP was supposed to be a long-term play because it didn't make any sense to develop a UWP app in 2015 because one, you can make a Windows 8 app and suddenly now you're not only available for Windows 10, you're available for the millions of Windows 8 users as well. Or you can make a Win32 app and you're available for all supported versions of Windows. And so I thought like, okay, they're planning on this being a big thing in uh, 2023 when Windows 8.1 support ends, or even 2020 when Windows 7 support ends. And turns out they weren't willing to nurture it for that long, which is a very Microsoft thing to do. <laughs> but, I mean, I, they're still kind of nurturing in, in their own apps, and I think that's part of the reason we believe it's it's not that. I mean, OneNote is a fantastic app, the Windows 10 OneNote app. And that's... Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and... Um, the new windows terminal app too right um oh i, I guess i guess you could say actually well i think it is um but but they're, they're um 
their new apps that but they never rebuilt most of their uh first party desktop apps at uwp like, like the rest of office um they have those office mobile apps but that's that's it yeah and they're taking they're clearly taking a while to do that so yeah there's there are arguments to be made of course for its death but one yeah, death is, is a strong word. You're right. It's, yeah. But it, it feels like, um, as far as the platform itself goes, um, I don't I don't feel like they're nurturing it. I, I, I really thought for a long time that this was supposed to be a long-term plan, and it turns out it wasn't. Like anything else with Microsoft, <laughs> um, if it's not successful within a year, it's not worth doing. And, um, you know, that, like there's a lot of parallels to draw with Windows <laughs> Phone here. Yeah, but, there are. I mean, I knew, and I knew, I know there's a lot of parallels. When you send that tweet about it, uh, uh, UWP is that being the new Windows Phone? Is that I, I, my first response, even though then I defended UWP, I said, so it's true, right? Because <laughs> it ended up being true for Windows Phone. For years, people defended it. And then, of course, yeah, we ended up where we ended up. So, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I just think it's a transition to the, uh, a less restrictive approach. So not you're not forced to sacrifice Win32 features to use UWP and the other way around. So everything's just coming together. Yeah, Windows uh, apps like Mary Jo's story um, a couple of weeks ago, and that that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, yeah, they, that is a strong uh, word. Yeah, I just think Microsoft will probably continue to invest in the UWP in their own apps. And then, you know, maybe people won't start realizing its value, they won't start adopting it, but slowly. So, you know, you're not forcing anyone to do it. And, you know, maybe in the long term that works out better. I, I don't know. Yeah. Microsoft probably doesn't know because... <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. I think we have a Win32 future though. <laughs> I think that's just... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... It, Get, getting everybody to to rebuild all their their Windows 10 apps was was always going to be a huge task, and I, I think they they overestimated the power of of the distribution platform, which is the Microsoft Store. Yeah, that's that's what they're giving up on, and I think that that is a good yeah. thing. They're currently giving up on that push. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's all we got. Next week we got WWDC, so there's going to be a lot of Apple talk. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I I love WWDC. I I, I enjoy it because because I, I get to install all the new beta software right after the event, and you know, it's what? Yeah. Uh, just because it's a lot of new stuff to try. It is, you know, and and Apple always has all of or most of the new features in that first beta build. So there's always a ton of new stuff to try out. We're like with, with windows insider previews, you get a couple new features every week. Sometimes there's a big bang release, but that's it. Um, you know, I'm not even using an iPhone right now, but uh, it's, um, I'll, I'll definitely install that stuff on day one. Cause I always do, even though it's terrible, no one should do what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the same. I, I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really bad, but I also have many phones. If if that's a problem, so uh, that's it. I'm uh, I'm rich. I'm I'm at the Rich Woods on Twitter. Who are you on Twitter? And how do you spell uh, it? 
I'm glad you asked. Uh, so I'm jo I'm João, of course. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Indospot. That's I N D O S B O T. Right. I haven't. I don't think I've had any new followers since you started doing this. So I'm not sure it. it I'm spelling yeah. it right. <laughs> oh yeah, that must be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. All right, see you guys. Thank <laughs> you.